It's June 7th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kotnor is out on assignment. Our top story today, Ukrainian troops are battling Russians street to street in the ruins of Sievirodonetsk as I record. Russia was largely believed to have taken the small city as Ukrainian forces retreated when the offensive began. However, a surprise counteroffensive reversed momentum and Ukraine has clawed back some parts of the city. Both Russia and Ukraine have claimed to have inflicted significant casualties on the other during this battle. In yet another example of food becoming a key part of this conflict, over the weekend, a Russian missile strike destroyed the second largest grain storage terminal in Ukraine. The European Union's high representative, Josep Borrell, said the strike was at odds with recent pledges by Russian President Vladimir Putin to offer safe passage through the Black Sea from Ukrainian ports for merchant shipping and tweeting that the disinformation spread by Putin deflecting blame becomes ever more cynical. We are beginning to learn more about the U.S. strategy in the early days of the conflict. At the RSA conference, Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines said that the large amount of intelligence sharing happening in the run-up to the conflict was due to skepticism Americans faced from other countries about the potential of invasion. She recalled that the president came back to us and said, you need to go out and share as much as you possibly can and ensure that folks see what it is that you're seeing so that we can engage again and perhaps have more productive conversations about how to plan for essentially the potential of a Russian invasion. Elsewhere, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson survived a vote of no confidence by his fellow Conservative Party lawmakers Monday evening, winning the vote 211 to 148. Surviving a no-confidence vote under the current rules insulates Johnson from additional party challenges for a year, but those rules can be changed. However, a vote of no confidence is not the only way a prime minister can leave office. Johnson's predecessor, Theresa May, also beat a no-confidence challenge only to be forced to resign the next year. When May faced her vote, 37% of her lawmakers voted against her. Johnson did worse, with 41% of his lawmakers voting against him. So the fallout from Partygate continues to be worth keeping an eye on. As we mentioned yesterday, the Summit of the Americas is underway in Los Angeles, but one leader is conspicuously absent. On Monday, the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, confirmed that he would not attend the summit because of the exclusion of Cuban, Venezuelan, and Nicaraguan leaders. He said that, quote, there can be no America's summit if all of the countries of the American continent do not participate. Or there can be, but we believe that means continuing with the politics of old, of interventionism, of a lack of respect for the nations and their people. Other countries boycotting the event include Honduras and Guatemala, with Bolivia's participation remaining in doubt. 
I think it's wrong-headed for AMLO to argue that not inviting authoritarian governments shows a lack of respect for nations and their people. If the Cuban, Venezuelan, and Nicaraguan leaders respected their nations and people, they would allow for free and fair elections. Until then, I think it is right for the U.S. to use the tools at our disposal to put pressure on these governments to become more democratic, especially when those tools don't also hurt the people of those countries. Atul and Rajesh Gupta, two brothers from the wealthy Gupta family, have been arrested in the United Arab Emirates, the South African and Emirati authorities have announced. The pair have been accused in South Africa of profiting from their close links with former corrupt president Jacob Zuma and exerting unfair influence. Extradition talks are underway. The Dominican Republic's Minister of Environment and Natural Resources has been shot and killed in his office by a close personal friend, officials say. A presidential spokesman identified the assailant as Miguel Cruz, describing him as a childhood friend of the minister. He is now in custody. The motive for the shooting remains unclear. Sri Lanka's prime minister said Tuesday that the United Nations has arranged a worldwide public appeal to help the island nation's food, agriculture, and health sectors amid serious shortages caused by its worst economic crises in recent memory. In his speech to Parliament, he said the UN plans to provide $48 million in assistance over a four-month period and urged Sri Lankans to not hoard fuel or food. Sri Lanka is nearly bankrupt, having suspended repayment of its foreign loans. Its foreign reserves are almost spent, which has limited imports and caused serious shortages of essentials, including food, medicine, fuel, and cooking gas. Instead of a lighter news story this morning, I wanted to give you a little fact. On this day in international history, in 1905, Norway's parliament dissolved its union with Sweden. The vote was confirmed by a national plebiscite on August 13th of that year. The union lasted almost 100 years from 1814 to 1905 and was the third time that Sweden and Norway were joined under the same crown. Both countries remain constitutional monarchies to this day, with King Karl XVI Gustav presiding over Sweden and King Harald V presiding over Norway. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, Chris and I spoke with Caitlin Welsh, the Director of the Global Health Security Program at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Thanks to our new members and our longtime members for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio today to hear David Rothkoff, Rosa Brooks, Tom Nichols, and Mark Hurtling talk about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.